The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. Shout out to all the Bears fans that either A, came into town yeah. for the weekend like us, or B, our transplants living in KC that stopped by this broadcast we today. Certainly great showing, yep. great turnout. You guys are awesome. Thank Stop you for coming guys. by. Thank you Thanks to all the great folks here at Hotel Kansas City. The little boutique Hyatt hotel that is fantastic. I mean, the it's bars real, are cool. It's got a real old school feel. It's got like part. this 1920s old, like, sort of, yeah, vibe. like little uh, throwback speakeasy vibe. Wait till you really go downstairs. Cool. Wait till you go downstairs. I know, and this lobby bar is awesome. And and we wish congratulations to the bridal party that's already here. We do. They're us. getting they're getting lubed up, getting ready to go. They know Thanks that, to White Claw. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, certainly do appreciate for it, bringing Claw. us here to KC, and hopefully everything goes well for the Bears on Sunday. We'll see. Uh, we will we have see. Our, we have our doubts, but we're going to see. We will and see. Uh, we're going to carry Matt Eberflus here when he meets the media back at the shop. Thanks to Jake Cantu, uh, Travis Wacker for being with us on the trip. All the guys. Black and Abdallah back at the shop. Job Ooh, well done, guys, as always. Mala, and it is time to oh. get back to the shop and say hi oh. to Waddle and Sylvie. Jesse is in for Waddle today. Uh, Crosstalk is brought to you by Club Hawthorne and the Club Hawthorne mobile wagering app and also the Club Hawthorne betting bars. Boys, what's up? Hey. I think Yurko should officiate that wedding you guys are. Uh, yeah, listen, well, he's capable. I, I he's certified. I is he am cert- a minister. Is he certified in uh, the state of Missouri? I why do you got to worry about the details, Sylvia? Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, you know, I mean, why? No, the state it's, of Indiana and the state of Illinois, I'm certified. As far as the bride and groom is concerned, he is. So. No, I could put yeah, right. in an emergency application if necessary. <laughs> could you really? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right through the website. Right. You want to make it official. Is, it would be three clicks and probably a hundred Well, I mean, otherwise their their marriage would not be uh, recognized right. by Kansas law, right. by Missouri law. by Missouri law. Yeah, by so Missouri law. You know, they'd have to. We go by Yurko law around here. Listen, there's nothing that money can't get you. You know, that won't solve. Very true. Three clicks well, I can't buy you love. No, can't. Three clicks to the computer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a uh, credit card number, and boom, suddenly in Missouri, I'd be able to do a wedding. Okay. I could do that. It still can't buy you love, though. Yeah, well, it can't buy you love, but it could buy you a love session. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it can buy, oh. buy you a night, Carmen. Oh, yeah. oh, I mean, you guys oh, are Ani Molly, you know that? <laughs> uh, so, what's happening, boys? How are we doing back there? We're, We're doing waiting? well. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm leaving. You've never been to Costa Rica. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> Hello. How are so, you? Sylvie, Uh-oh. you'll be here tomorrow, right? Yeah, flying out tomorrow morning. Got an early morning flight with the boys and, uh, and, and Allie, and uh, be heading to Kansas City. So it will be interesting. I, uh, I have a bet with Jeff Passan, a known Kansas City Chief oh yeah. fan. Oh uh, yeah. I'm getting 13. Oh, I was going to ask you getting if you 13, got the points. Yes. Okay. He, it's well, Pequot Pizza versus, uh, I don't know which barbecue joint he, he likes to uh, frequent, but that's our bet. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I like your thought. A little backdoor action late, Carmen. I like that idea. You like that? Like, yeah. that? like a little backdoor late cover under, yeah. you know, like. That's what I hope happens. I don't. I I hope they kind of make it respectable. Listen, I, Sylvie and I were at the last time we were together on, on a trip, and we went and saw the Bears. And it, by by halftime, it was over. And we were, you know, and we knew it wasn't going to end well. It was still Mad Nagy. It was early in the fields, you know, fields his run. 
uh, as a starter. It was like his third or fourth start, right, Sylvie? Third start, maybe? Yes. I mean, it was early on. It was very, we yes. We didn't have high hopes. We went in there like smart asses with the, the Brady T-shirt, mocking Brady from the year before, holding up four fingers. We knew the way it was going to end. But the, the cool but, thing about those T-shirts were is that no one in Tampa. Some people did. But most Some people thought, oh, those are cool shirts. And people thought, like, we were just Brady fans. Right. Some people got it. Like, some of the Tampa fans were, were quick enough to look at it and go, oh, I see what you're doing. That's pretty good. You're making fun of our guy. Yeah. And, and you That's know. That's all we had. That's all uh, we had. That's all we had. And we knew it was going to be a bloodbath, and it was. And there was nothing about that game, honestly, that was shocking. The, the thing that worries well, me, you're, you're but, but yeah, here, fun. Jesse, like, this yeah. is shocking where the Bears are. Right. Not that I expected them to be uh, a favorite or even anything within maybe uh, a, a touchdown uh, underdog against Kansas City. But I, I did not expect the first two and a half weeks of the season to look like this. And I'm fearful that at halftime on Sunday, we could be walking back to the concession stand saying the same thing, like, well, that was a kick in the you-know-what. Well, this is what worries me. If, if the Chiefs had put up 40 last week, I'd be more confident. Yeah. But that's why I want to ask Yurka, when your side of the ball for two weeks is underachieved and you yeah. know you can be better, isn't that breakout like ready to happen? And I don't know if it'll be this week, but we know the Chiefs can put up 40 when they put their mind to it. Yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying, too, Carm, that this is a Bears team that will be working on stuff till the final whistle. And the Chiefs may not, and the Chiefs may yeah. are just want to get through, a, yes. get the game. They, and, and the Bears, Justin Fields, will be working on every yeah. play like it's his last. And they want to get so You know, you heard Ryan Poles talk about how they didn't get any sort of reps in in the preseason. And they want to get in these reps now. So if they're chasing 18 late... They may sneak in yep, that, last, I think you're right. that last touchdown and lose by 11. I think that's the scenario. I don't know if that'll make us feel any better uh, no. as Bears fans. It'll make the gamblers that have the Bears happy, but I think you hit it on the head, Sylvie. And if I believe, look, the, the matchup next week for the Chiefs without Aaron Rodgers isn't as significant, obviously, but they're about to enter a gauntlet of their schedule. They really are. And I think that that's the kind of scenario that could play out where they, they don't, it's not going to matter as much to them. They know what's ahead of them. They should have the Bears relatively in check for most of the game, and maybe that's what happens and they get home with some sort of a backdoor. I don't know how that's going to make us feel. We'll exactly. see. Exactly. Why are we talking so much about just covering? Yeah, like, I, well, because we, what, I, what's we realistic win. here? I mean, we are they going to win? You know, I, Yurko, is there a moral victory that they, like, I know this is professional sports. Yeah. Is there any sort of way... The Bears, after their week, they could like that. That anything that could happen that would make you happy outside of a win-win. Well, I mean, if they were ultra competitive and they were competing against Kansas City Chiefs, it was tooth and nail. You saw a little bit more of an aggressive defense. Uh, you, you you saw uh, your quarterback Justin Fields suddenly find a way to perform. Right. Uh, when you complain about the way they're using you, and now they're going to use you the way you want to be used. Guess what? It better be a whole lot better, and if it's not a whole lot better, yeah. So, like, I see what you're saying. Like, what if what if it takes Mahomes and the Chiefs a game-winning drive, you know, to win? Like, right. would you feel? I think we'd all probably feel better about him. Like, this this franchise needs a win. But like to answer your question, Sylvie, we always say there really are no moral victories. This this is big boy stuff, right? Um, you got to win. I, I kind and, and they need a win in a bad bad way, but. <sighs> 
if 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 Mahomes drives him down the field, uh, you know, eight plays, I guess we'd be pissed at the defense. But like, would we get in on Monday and say, "Well, that was a response from the Bears. They lost by a field goal late." I, you know, maybe I'll, I'll go one step further. They could lose by twenty, if, but if they put up thirty or more points, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, absolutely, oh, 50, this week, fifty to thirty. I think I'd be thrilled. I don't know. Would you really be thrilled? No, okay. if Justin in the offense. It's a little, looks good. little exaggeration, obviously, but um, of course there has to be a moral victory because because this is the Super Bowl champions versus a team that hasn't won in twelve games. So if they play him close or put up thirty or something like that, absolutely, Sylvie, mm. this would be the one week I'd say yes to that for sure. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I guess we, we walked out of Dallas last year kind of feeling, you know, they what was the final of that game? It was like 52-30-something, to 30 something, wasn't it, guys? Right. And we, we did walk was, out of there kind of. It was closer of, for a while, though, right? And, and it was. And, and it was four, It was 49-29, and we kind of walked out of there going, <sighs> hey, the Bears put up a pretty good fight on off. You know, I, I don't know what that. But that was last year. It's like, so bad. Did you, it's, it's, did you guys see the news, too, about them getting yes. some equipment stolen? Yes, we talked Sylvie. about it. We <laughs> talked about it. When it rains, yeah. it pours, Sylvie. Are you kidding me? What a week. What a bizarre week. <laughs> was Alan Williams like pulling a well, Costanza? Was he taking equipment guys, out of the guys, like he was stealing from the Yankees? May, Why would George hey, steal from the Yankees? The week's it's, not over either. What, what happened? It may be their equipment, but it was on Chicago Park District property. I know, I know. <laughs> so, Thanks, Jericho. Mean, so that's on? why I love him. Well, no, I mean, it's the park district that's responsible Details for matter. Hey, Details matter. Details matter, Carm. It's not like the Bears got guards outside of there. No, I know. I mean, it's they got just, cameras no, all just, over it's, that. It's, it's, Find out who stole it. Put him in jail. <laughs> it's so great. It's so good. It would be great if that story was tied to the Allen Williams story. So. Well, yeah, like I'm telling you, he's stealing equipment from the Bears. Why would George steal from it, the Yankees? It, it, it was nice that Matt Eberflus, who's going to meet the media here shortly, will bring it to you. It was nice that he, too, decided to finally uh, fill in his team that Alan Williams has left the team. Yeah, very weird. Did you see this, that he finally met with the position groups? Uh, yesterday, Tyreek Stevenson informed the media uh, that, that, they, that they found out the same way we found out, that he didn't, he didn't gather them together before the, the, the press release was sent out. You would think that you would gather your team together, like, and a lot of people are making excuses for Eberflus. Sylvie, this is a legal matter. How much can he tell? I'm not telling you that he should open up Pandora's box and give a bunch of legal speak or tell details. You're the head coach of a football team. You know your defensive coordinator just resigned. You gather your team together before it goes out publicly and you say, guys, this is going to be released to the media here shortly. I don't have details, and because of legal situations, I can't get into it. But all I can tell you is I'm going to take care of you as a group. Alan's no longer going to be with us. We need to rally together despite this. I mean, we, whatever message you want to get across, you need to tell your team this first before it's out there publicly. They can't open up Twitter and find out through Twitter that their defensive coordinator has resigned before they know. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Sylvie said it better it, than the coach did. How is that? It, it's I mean, le- why? It, that's the message that you should deliver to your team, of course. 
I mean, the, 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 the tail is wagging the dog here. This is what a head coach's responsibility is supposed to be, right. especially in turbulent times. Right, especially when you have are having, like, this tumultuous week, yes. I mean, as an organization, they probably should have come together real quick with these guys and addressed it yes. in, the, in that, and, in and that yes. way. Listen, yeah. we're dealing with I can't tell some you adversity. Guys stuff. Yes, I, but, but here's, the, here's what we can tell you. Allen's leaving. You know, it's a shame that he's leaving. We can't get into the why, but we can tell you that all of us are here to support you guys during this. And we've got to ball out. That's all we can do right now. The guy next to you, he has to be in it for for you, and you have to be in it for him. And we have to be in this together. We're two games into the season. That's it, guys. We have 15 games left. We can dictate what this season is about to be. Like, in, in, in fact, it, w- it would have been a perfect opportunity to say that and almost have a team meeting, which you don't normally want to well, do, but this gives you the opportunity. Of any course, team, to gather any, everyone right, together. And then say, okay, he's gone, and we're facing adversity because we're 0-2. But it's about us. But it's about us. I, every team I've covered, if there's a major dismissal like that, there's a meeting. Yeah, you think, D- a team you think Dion would have said it's about – Dion said it before the first game, it's about us. Players, Personal. Yeah. Players should not learn about personnel kind of decisions, coaching decisions through media through or Twitter. Twitter. No, or so, you know, That should not, not happen. Because that, that portrays an atmosphere of chaos. It does. When you're like, when you're not as informed as other people are and outside now maybe, the organization, maybe he found a way, or he will find a way with the time he has left this week to to deliver that message, and they use it as fuel. Uh, or maybe they'll just be I, I, maybe they sleepwalk through this game. I don't know, guys. I honestly don't know what to expect. We'll we'll see come Sunday late afternoon. But uh, maybe he finds a way to do all those things that you just said, Sylvie, like he gets that message across to his team. But, yeah, it sure seems like it should have been done on Wednesday. Yeah, That got, seems most logical. I have, I have the injury report, and I have a couple questions for you guys. Um, Darnell Mooney was full, so that's good. That's so good. He, he's going to go. He, is, he doesn't have a designation that's good. on the injury report. Eddie Jackson is doubt, uh, doubtful. Uh, he did not practice all week no, with the foot injury. He's not going. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's most likely... Uh, out. I mean, might as well Doubtful. be listed. Yeah, as might out. as well be as out. Yeah. He's he did not practice all week. Here's my question for you guys, uh, in particular, you, Yerk. Um, Nate Davis was limited today after not practicing all week. Um, he he barely practiced all preseason. Did not play in all the preseason. He did play in that first game, not well, especially as the game went on. Did not play last week. And barely practice except this walkthrough today. If he's available, that doesn't mean you have to play him. Would you play him? Because there's a difference between, I've kept preaching this. There's a difference between being available and being ready to play. And being good. <laughs> yeah. You're already down Tevin Jenkins. Now you're down Braxton Jones. So would I play him? Yes. I'm with Yerk. I'd play him, too. He's a veteran. He's not some young guy. Yes. He's proven in the past he doesn't need a lot of practice reps. I, I'm with you, Yerk. What is he? Uh, he's proven in the past he doesn't need practice reps. Oh, because you mean in Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't practicing much there. Ooh. I see where Sylvie's going with this. Like, though, well, you could still play Jatari Carter. Like, dude, could you give him spot. one more week? Do you well, give him one ready. more week? Now that like oh. he's uh, on, the, like he's going through this grieving process and like it in... 
you know, um, there's a little finality to it, I guess you'd say, in a sense. And, like, do you give him an extra week just to kind of get his mind and his body right? Because he hasn't been able to really do any football activity for months. Even if months. he wants to play? I mean, like, I, I get it if he get, doesn't want to play. Get, well, I kind of get where Sylvie's coming from with this, though. I would play him if he wants to play. Uh, I mean, has Carter been that much of a drop-off? That's the other thing we got to ask. I don't think he rated that well. In I don't. Well, but none of them do, right, Sylvie. Right. None of the interior of that line is rated well. Lucas Patrick is what? The worst graded center in yes. all football? Yes. That whole interior has been awful. I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I, I see I where you're coming want, from, Sylvie, but I think you got to play the best player. I'd want my best five players. I think so. I, I think you do. Whoever okay. they judge their best I, five are, play your best five I think players. you got to play your best five, and if they believe he's their best option there, I think you got to play him. We'll ask, we'll ask Thayer that question. I think Thayer... Thayer was really pissed off. He thought Nate Davis played better than most thought in, I know. in, in the opener. I know. The bride and groom are coming through, by the way, guys. That's right. Oh, is that what? Oh, they weren't yeah. cheering yeah, for. We've got a, no, they're not cheering for your I statement. They were cheering for Thayer. I thought they were cheering for <laughs> Sylvie's uh, eloquent, uh, you know, speed. They thought Sylvie was the coach for crying out loud. That's how good that was. <laughs> I mean, Eberflus can't do it. Sylvie, how is it that Sylvie's doing it better on the radio? That's not a good sign. Sylvie delivered I mean. a better, like, but that's Sylvie, what I'd expect on, a head coach on, to though. do. But Sylvie had time to think about what needed to be said. Well, you didn't have time. They, Alan Williams has been gone for a week. Oh, how I, much I, time I, did I, I have? I, 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 well, you've known Alan Williams has been gone for five days. But so did they. They, they so knew it last week days. what was yes, going on. They knew what was going on. I, I understand, but he resigned the day he resigned. <laughs> then he was slow. My point was. On that day, if he could eloquently do it as well, he What do you think, today. Sylvie's working on it like you work on the keys? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you think yeah. he's putting that much time in well, on he this? He did run it by well, me I mean, in the like, pre-show like, fist. You think he's got a speechwriter? We tweaked it earlier. Of it. He, he's, all morning he's been thinking about it. Uh, Jay, uh, uh, Jay Twitchy says, stop feeding Sylvie's big head. That's what he said on the Twitch chat. Uh, and then someone said, uh, uh, stop feeding his little hands. <laughs> why do you got to? Why you guys got to be so mean? Before the, sh- before the show oh, Wednesday at House Hall, he spoke to the team. I'm talking Sylvie, not Eberflus. Uh, right, that brought, they're going to hear that. They're going to bring <laughs> Sylvie up there to talk to the team for crying out loud. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Um, all right, boys. So Eberflus will meet the media soon. You guys will carry that live. Um, well, I got hot takes, Carmen. I've been doing a lot. Of you bat, watching a lot of bad baseball. So Holy t- cow. I'd rather I mean, talk about some bad football instead. All right. I mean, you that, always have some takes. Jesse always I, comes ready I to rock definitely and definitely have some hot takes. They are what, hot. What else is on the show oh, today? You have guys? hot takes today? Oh, they're, they're flaming. Oh, oh, no, he does. He always does. So. Jesse's top five hot takes today? Hot takes and pancake, uh, uh, pancakes and hot takes. That's what we do. Your guy, um, uh, uh, Yurko, your guy uh, is going to get his butt kicked in uh, Miami this week, by the way. You think so? I think his best. Well, I like I like the I like the Broncos. years ago. I like the Broncos plus six and a half. I I never thought that was going to work. They're off to a rousing start. It's not been pretty, and Who? the second half wasn't pretty. Sean Payton, not a fan. Not, not a fan of Sean Payton. Payton. No. You don't like Sean Payton? Why? Because he can identify quarterbacks. Well, over and over and over and over again, let, he inherited one. Well, let's see what he, he didn't does identify with one. He inherited one. I thought what he now said about the Nathaniel Hackett was the most classless thing I've heard all year. It wasn't a good statement, but who are yeah. you a fan of if not Pay- Sean Payton? What did he well, say? 
He didn't like what I, he said I, about Hackett. And I think Peyton was a little was out of line. But I thought he was a little out of line. All I'm saying is it was so hype. Like, what he's going to fix everything the Broncos. It's not just one person. It's not, it's not like he's going to fix the entire franchise. That's how it was being hyped. I'm just not a big fan. I mean, who are you to talk about what's classy and what's not classy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesse. I mean, who are you? you? Doing? I mean, what are we doing, you know? Um, Stick with what you know. Yeah, Jesse. You know baseball. Barely okay? that. Because I said the Cubs would be okay, I barely know. Yeah, that. barely. We're co- I said it too. I feel. I hope I didn't jinx you guys. My this guy God, attacking my former teammate like that—a <laughs> guy that's had nothing but success around the NFL. Yeah, they, it's amazing to me. Not this year. Hey, uh, I like the Broncos this weekend, but anyway, go ahead. Right. I like them to cover, not to win. Carm, where? So when as I uh, as as I head with a family to Kansas City, where does I asked this earlier? Like as far as the region's barbecue oh, is man. concerned. Where is Kansas City? Is Kansas City number one? Uh, is, well, like, like, wait, I, like, I, I would say no. I still love like the the Q and that you get in Texas, like in Dallas. Right. And, you know, I mean, is I think the best. So what, bar- barbecue down in uh, Alabama. Although, gotta, although I, I I've enjoyed the barbecue that yeah. we've had here, uh, right? That we, and especially the stuff that we had when we were here in April for the draft. I mean. They do good barbecue, you know. Um, they do. I mean, North Carolina's got a right. tell that they're very Nashville. proud of the Carolinas down I've there. never been to Nashville, so I don't know. Uh, Aren't they known more for their hot chicken? Yeah, kind of. I don't know. they got barbecue, too. Memphis. Has St. Louis. St. Louis has some barbecue. Uh, St. No, Louis. They, yeah, uh, St. Louis. They but Texas, man. Memphis is known for its barbecue, Memphis. not it's Nashville. Like, yeah, Memphis more than Nashville. Yeah, not Nashville. Memphis. Yeah. Kansas City's up there, though. Kansas, Kansas City's, City's up there. definitely up there. Yeah. And Texas and KC. That's, that's where you want to go for good Q. Alabama's got its own white sauce named after it. They do. The Alabama white sauce. Are you are you going to hang out with us, or are you staying yeah. away because of the kids? No, we'll, 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 we'll hook up. Don't worry about <laughs> it. You I, should mean, have I, I, I love kids. Away. I like your kids. I mean, you should, well, you I mean, should have said. When, when Carmen was on stage, so my kids oh, yeah. were the first two. Were my kids the first two kids to make it to a... Yeah, uh, uh, you brought your kids? A Whiskey U. <laughs> yep. A Whiskey U. It was oh, awesome. Gosh. So they were yeah. in, in Whiskey U, and they were handing out the first sample. Yeah. And Mason and I were sitting across from each other. And, you know, kids love samples. When they see a sample <laughs> being handed out, they handed me one and they put another one on the table. And Mason, ar- his arm went right for that sample. You thought it was apple juice. Oh, oh, and I, I, I went yeah. and I grabbed that thing and I'm like, no, <laughs> not for Sometimes you. It was when awesome. You, when you're a parent, you let them dabble. Like, go ahead. Tell me what you think, because you know. I mean, oh, I hope it spit it right back up. Oh, it'll right. spit it right turn back him, Turn him off for a decade. I'm, right. He's not going to think that's going to taste no. good. No. Waddle, that's, what, Waddle has, that's what it all tastes like. Waddle has let Braxton drink his beer at, uh, oh. at his house. I've let them sip wine. I mean, like, yeah. like I don't think making it a... Uh, at seven and eight, at taboo. I, well, look, you didn't. Your your parents didn't let you not do that. At seven or eight, a maybe sip? twelve or thirteen. We had not wine with age, we had wine no. with seven up when they, we were like they, they when we were parties in nine, the house. ten. Yeah, my my we, grandpa would pour wine and then he pour seven up. My brother it. and I'd go clean up when we were kids, and there'd yeah. be leftover cognac there. Yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, still a little. We dabble. We yeah. dabble. I can't remember tasting it before ten years old. For we sure. spit it right. out because. But I was up on stage. Am I going to have a raid in my house now? You might. You might, Sylvie. Yeah, Brad. Braxton came up. Braxton came up on stage while I was doing my spiel. He showed me his Mario Kart. Uh, I loved it. Braxton with he, his iPad. He was saying, "Where's Carmen? Where's yeah. Carmen?" It was I go, hilarious. I go, Brax. He's right there. He's on stage. It was oh, hilarious. oh, I, I think, think that's hilarious. He comes you walking up. He's on two. stage. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Allie was there too. Yeah, it was. It was, so it was great. 
It was great. Yeah. All, right, All right, boys. boys. Have a great show. We'll see you tomorrow. And we'll see you, to Sylvia. I'll see you tomorrow. And everybody, uh, we'll see you Monday. Waddle and Sylvia, get you home next. Jesse is in for Waddle today. Mm-hmm. And Eberflus will meet the media. We'll carry it live when it happens. Everybody, enjoy the weekend. And we'll see you on Monday. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. It's been one of those weeks. Uh, happy Friday to everyone. I was uh, tweeting last night that I'm sports sad. <laughs> I am completely sports sad. I've known you a long time, and I can understand why. Uh, the Cubs uh, have not been good. Like, I was banking on them to save my September. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't think my September would need saving, quite frankly, because I thought the Bears would have a decent September. I thought they'd be 1-1 one one at this point. 2-0, and oh, Maybe. One and one at the worst, but um, that is not the case right now. I did not think they would ever, ever have a week like they've had this week. But here we are uh, heading into Kansas City. Maybe they they find a way to be competitive. Maybe the Chiefs overlook them uh, and they don't put it all together and the Bears find a way to cover the number. 312-332-3776. Jesse's in. For Waddle today, who uh, is at a wedding, he called me this morning. I said it yeah. on the pre-show video, and he just wanted to know, uh, is, is, is all hell still breaking loose? And I said, Thursday wasn't quite as bad as Wednesday, but like the story was that Eberflus still hadn't told his defense right. or any of, any of the team about Allen Williams. And I like again when I tweeted out like I couldn't believe that Matt Eberflus, who were waiting on his press conference, was scheduled it to. Maybe they're practicing long, um, but we'll carry it for you here live. He has not spoken since the Bears made official that Allen Williams has resigned. So I would think we're going to get a flurry of those questions today. Yeah, but I have no update. Was the last thing he said right? Even though he knew at that point, yeah. but I, but uh, look, I get, I get. The lack of public stuff. Right. That's where the legal stuff comes into it. What I tweeted yesterday, and I'm shocked by the amount of Bears fans who are running cover for Matt Eberflus on this. When when Tyreek Stevenson at practice yesterday said that, is that him right there? Did I hear? No, that not him. Okay. Um, just, just yell. I'm on pins and needles for this. Uh, <laughs> when, when Tyreek Stevenson at practice yesterday said... That, that they had not been told by Eberflus about Alan Williams resigning, that they found out that the exact time that the Bears fans, okay, let's go up to Hallis Hall, Matt Eberflus meeting the media. And uh, it was good. You know, gold zone, red zone was good today. A lot of good plays, a lot of good concepts, uh, a lot of creativity down there. So we're excited about uh, that. And that was good. After the, afterward, uh, you know, energy was really good with the group. Uh, but the speeds were good. And then afterward, I brought the guys up and talked to them, um, and we named our honorary captain, uh, which is uh, Kari Blassingame. Yeah, so we're, we're excited about Kari doing that, and uh, he's excited too. The guys were real pumped for that. Um, hadn't had a chance to talk to you guys uh, since Allen has resigned um, on Wednesday. Um, just a few notes there. Um, so once the news was out, it was out after, of course, after practice, uh, it was later in the day. Guys were in position meetings, and what I did was I went around to each position room, uh, talked to the guys, or if they were in, you know, walk through 
um, at that time because sometimes I do ITC walkthroughs and just visited with guys and told them, I said, hey, you know, this is what it is. And, uh, and going forward, the defensive staff uh, is going to still be in tech where they are. Everybody's got their same responsibilities. And on Sunday, I'll be calling the defense and uh, asking if they had any questions and uh, worked it through from there um, in, that, in that time window. So we're in real time there. So that's what, that's what we did. And, uh, you know, then also uh, with, uh, with the support from Ryan and all those things, you know, that's, uh, I, I really appreciate that uh, from uh, him stepping in in that moment uh, yesterday or a couple of days ago there because I could focus on football. You know, and I think that was really cool that uh, that the uh, owner, uh, president, you know, and the GM uh, you know, stepped in there. That was really good. I appreciate that. And uh, with that, open to questions. Alan Williams was your friend and coworker for a long time. Uh, what feelings do you have toward him right now? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I was with him four years, five years here. You know, I have uh, you know a lot of you know friendship. I have uh, feelings for him, but uh, you know, and again, it's. Uh, it's, he's resigned, and uh, you know it's for health and family, and and we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. And I, I uh, you know, I, I have feelings for Alan Williams, of course. When you came in, when you were hired, you were clear that strategically, I guess I want to say, you didn't want to be a play caller. You didn't want to be a coordinator. You wanted to hire people to do those jobs. Right. Now you're doing that job. Would it be ideal for you to find someone else to step into that role, whether it's? someone you've worked with for a long time or someone that's on staff right now so that you can get back to the role that you envision? Yeah, we feel uh, really comfortable because um, when I was in, in the interview process, you know, you go through and, you know, you have to either be the CEO, okay, and be that or be the play caller, okay, and the head coach, you know, and that's, you have to be flexible there uh, during those times and, and you have to be, you know, your vision has to be both at that time you know so when you're working through those things and you see the best scenario uh, for that particular football team um, so you're always ready to go ahead and do that as a defensive coordinator you know so I feel very comfortable with calling the defenses and being the head coach you know so and again I interviewed for you know six jobs you know from 18 to the one I got here you know the sixth one I got so um, that that to me is a is a natural fit uh, for where we are right now and, uh, and I think it's going to be a good fit. Well, I hear you. Clearly, you have experience calling defense. I know that. But is that your preference? I mean, right now, what you're doing in reality is not what you wanted to do when you took the job. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is where it is. You know, this is the best thing for right now. You know, and I, and I think that's where it is. And uh, it's a, it's the best thing for our football team and for organization. You know, so that's where we see it. And uh, that's where it is. Hey and there hasn't been, just from talking to, to players and even coaches, there hasn't been like a lot of outward support, I guess, for, for Alan Williams, a lot more no comments or muffled comments in regards to it. Is there something more that we should read into it in terms of him as a coach? Um, yeah, that? I wouldn't read into that. I mean, it's just that, you know, it's personal. You know, so people were respecting space and respecting that, I believe, you know, uh, it, you know, so that's what I believe it is. Um, it's no disrespect to the question. It's no, you know, none of that. So um, that's where it is. Have you ever been through a week like this before with as much, just it seems like stuff away from the actual football product? Yeah, I mean, uh, a few things have happened like this. Um, I'm not going to talk about the exact uh, stuff, but there's there's been a lot of things that have happened like this. You know, you have different things happen personally. Um, with with uh, your players, with your coaches, 
during certain times. And, and that's when you see real leadership. You know, that's when you step up, you know, and that's why, you know, go around, talk to everybody, visit with everybody, make sure everybody's squared away, make sure they understand the vision, you know, for the football team and where it's going. And I think that's the most important thing you do. And uh, me and Ryan, as soon as uh, all this stuff started to go down, the phone went, came together, what's going to be the vision for the week, you know, how we're going to do this. And uh, it, it, was, it was lockstep with ownership, with president, and uh, it was good. It was good the way we, the way we came together. Matt, this is the most public drama you guys have had since you've been here. How, what do you tell your players this week? What, how do you, what, what is your message to them now? Yeah, that's simple. Into the yep, game? yep, simple. That's simple. And I told them uh, every day after practice, I said, lean in and lean on each other. And we've been spending time building relationships with each other. And that locker room is tight. It's a tight locker room. And you can see it the way they practice. And we're just going to keep pounding the rock. And that, to me, is, is really good. How, how they practice today and the energy they had out there uh, tells me everything about the bond they have and the relationship they have as partners, as teammates in the locker room. Matt, you acknowledged you have feelings for Allen. Obviously, on a human level, how, how did this resignation impact you? Um, I would just say that, you know, uh, you know human, you know, because we're all coaches, right? We're all coaches. And, uh, you know, coaching families are, you know, you move here, you move there, you know, you got to be a tight group, you know? So again, we just uh, reached out for support and that's where it is. And it's personal. And we just left it at that. And then we just said, Hey, you know, if you need anything, we can help you. Uh, let us know. And okay. then we spoke to you after Justin spoke on Wednesday, yeah. but when you went and heard what he said, did you think that he needed to come to us separately again and kind of clarify that he wasn't blaming anyone? Um, you know, hey, that's that's just, that's what he felt. He felt was the right thing to do. I always tell the men, I say, hey, if you think something's right, you know, and you want to do right, step up and do it, right? If you see something that's wrong, okay, and something that somebody, something you can help with, step up and say it, you know, and, and that's how you be a leader, right? And that's how you be a, a man, right, in, in a team, right? So, and you never can take, you know, it's no disrespect to anybody. It's just, it's just you're telling somebody the truth. And we always tell each other, hey, you know, when you have a friendship or a partnership or a teammate that we give permission to each other to tell each other the truth because that's real honesty. You know, a lot of times when you tell that to somebody, you know, they get, you know, they feel like, oh, you know, you're, you're, uh, I'm, I'm being attacked. No, that's not the way it is here, right? And that's why we're so close because we tell, it's honest, we tell each other the truth. And if we want to give each other feedback, that's okay. You know, that's how we're going to get better. Okay. You know, as a football team. Man, you, you can still give Allen Williams his space and his privacy. And you can do that and still wish him well and thank him for his contributions to the, organiza- to the organization. Yet nobody in the, with the Bears has done that. Why, why is that not a red flag if there's more to this story than, than we know? Like, I think, like I said, everybody's respecting space there and it's personal. And that's, that's, you know, that's, where, that's where it is. It's, a, it's personal, and, and that's where it is, respecting him. With Nate Davis, uh, you know, coming off the death in his family, and he was out yesterday for personal reasons, is he going to be touch and go from here on, like as he's dealing with whatever it is from personal issues? Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, you know, obviously that's a hard thing uh, to deal with, you know, at, at his age. Um, you know, so we'll see where it is. You know, it's just, you know, Nate is, is you know, it's very difficult, you know, when you grieve for a, a loss like that. And again, you guys are a lot of you know close to his age, so you could certainly understand and feel that uh, for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll see where it is. Josh, Josh was asking you about Justin Fields' yeah. comments earlier in the week, and Getsy. That when when that happened, I was thinking that's the ideal situation to be a CEO style coach instead yeah. of being so engrossed in the defense. Uh, 
you could step in and probably one of the yeah. most important relationships. Right. I did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I so step in. What, what did you do this week yeah. to make sure that that's on track? Oh, uh, first of all, I'm in the quarterback meeting in the morning and in the afternoon. Uh, so it's easy for me to step in there. Um, you know, I lost a, a dart throwing thing before we do it on Saturday. So I got to give gifts tomorrow. You know, so I got some sweet gifts though, for everybody because I don't, didn't throw very good last week. Um, but, you know, so I just step in there and say, hey, is, is everybody good here? You know, I had uh, Justin come up to my office. We talked, you know, visited a little bit for five minutes uh, before the breakfast club, um, and everything was good. You know, so just put everything on the table, talk about it, see where it is. And if, if I have to step in and, uh, you know, and help, I will do that. But in that case, I didn't. I'm sure, I'm sure you don't want to get into all the specifics of what you're doing, but do you feel that Justin on Friday, now with being two days yeah. away, is happy with what you have changed and, and that you have heard and kind of acclimated to his request. I think he's excited for the game. I can just say that for sure. He's excited. And any chance on the, the alignment for the offensive line for him to play left tackle? Yeah, um, we're, we're going to see where that is. But uh, Borum's had a good week of practice, and we'll, we'll see where it is for game time. Thanks, yep, guys. Thanks. All right, so they cut it off there at the end. They, uh, they wanted that to end. Um, you can clearly tell by Matt Eberflus's answer that there is way more to the Alan Williams story that I'm sure will come out. Um, that they're just, they're going with the standard, whoever's lawyers are telling them, the Bears lawyers or whatever. It's personal and it's health. And like Patsy asked, look, you guys, just because it's that doesn't mean you can't wish him well in his statement. The Bears have avoided all of that. Yeah. So they've left us to speculate because they won't fill in the blanks. And my speculation would be simply, it is something nefarious, for lack of a better word, because they don't they know what it is, right? Of course. They don't want to be caught later with us running their words back. In other words, if they praise him in any way right, right. and he's well, caught well, doing right, something really negative, then we're going to be like, why would you say so many nice things about him? Right. So they're telling us. Uh, uh, right. Uh, they're giving us the vibe without telling us anything. Less is, they're yeah. saying less. Less is more right. here. Right. And, right. And, so right. they don't want to be caught later uh, being looked at as they wished him well and he did this, he did this when he's when he's been accused of whatever. Yeah, this guy's coaching for his life right now. This guy, um, and I don't know if he's going to be able to to make it. Uh, what, do, what do you guys think, Bears fans? You heard it from Matt Eberflus right there. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. A lot will dictate on how they play, on on how they play. Uh, we'll talk about it on the other side, but a lot will will matter on how they play against Kansas City, how they play then against Denver and Washington, and some of, of these winning matter. games. Yeah, I think all of right, them right. If they respond, right, they can save him. But if they continue to flounder and get worse, um, a lot of people believe he that the more he speaks, the more they hear Trussman vibes. Right. I don't think he's that bad, but nothing in the wake of any of this or this year. Like, I have really been bothered by the lack of accountability that he has had so far this year. Uh, we'll see where this goes. Three three two three seven seven six. What did you hear, Bears fans, and what do you think? Uh, when you hear Matt Eberflus coming out here, and do you believe that he's coaching for his career? Uh, we'll take all your phone calls, and Tom Thayer joins us at 3. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back. 
on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. The Chicago Bears are trash. The Bears offense sucks. What are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck? Here we go, y'all. Yeah, it's, 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 it's been a dumpster fire, and the national media, they've had the time of their life with it. It's unbelievable how many Justin Fields analysis breakdowns we've read and seen if you if you uh, consume all this stuff as well as everything else that's gone on with Alan Williams making headlines it has been one hell of a week it's only been a few days it's, it's week three it's been like three four five days it's crazy still another day left what could happen tomorrow yep which means an upset Sunday would be one of the greatest in Chicago yeah. history really would yeah I know forget about the 13 points that's big enough for 12 and a half but when you add everything else in this week. I, I guess anything could happen. But like to me, it sounds like that is virtually impossible. Maybe right. they'll make me eat my words. Of but course. after this week, uh, I want to take your phone calls. And uh, to me, on the other thing with Eberflus, a lot of Alan Williams questions. I thought reading between the lines that he was very noncommittal to Nate Davis. And to me, at the end, he sounded more committed to... Larry Borum at left tackle. Definitely. He, 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 he never will totally show you his hand. But that's if, if I speak a little bit of Eberflus, finally, that's what I read from it, that he was noncommittal to Nate Davis, and he was more committed to Larry Borum at left tackle. Uh, Dave on 80. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Dave? What's up, fellas? How we doing? We're good. Good. Um... Yeah, so earlier uh, you guys were talking. One thing that I noticed is Tyreek Stevenson said he hadn't heard anything. He didn't know what was going on. He was pretty much, he didn't, they didn't know what was going on. And yet, Iberflu says he went into every team meeting. He went up to every position, told everybody, let everybody know. So why would, why would Stevenson lie and, it, it doesn't make sense. There's something going on there. No, there's a time gap there. Yeah, yeah. Like he did that after after right. the practice yesterday, right? right. Or something Steve, like Stevenson finds out through social media. Then Eberflus. And that was the day before. Around. They found right. out Wednesday, Wednesday right? Wednesday, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So he found out through other means. Then Eberflus mm-hmm. came and, and talked to And then Eberflus did that yesterday where he went to the position right. groups yesterday. Right. That's oh, how I believe okay. it went down. Okay, okay. All right, very good. All right. Dave, thanks. Yeah, unless Eberflus went late Wednesday. Either way, Stevenson admits to finding out through other means besides his own right. team. That was yesterday when Stevenson was saying how they found, found out. out yes, the day before. That, right. Yeah. Uh, Kevin in Lincolnwood, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Kev. Hey, guys. It's good to be back on again. It's been a while. Um, yeah, I was just thinking, you know, while I was listening to Eberflus, Eberflus's interview and all this stuff about the Bears. I'm like, is it worse to be a White Sox fan right now or a Bears fan? And how bad has it been in Chicago lately to just be a sports fan in general and all of this going on? I mean, it, there's such a parallel between Alice Hall and 35th and Shields. you got two, it's incredible. two organizations that seem like they just don't know which way is up. Um, and, and owners that either either don't care or don't know any better. And either way, it's a bad situation. And that, that's just how I feel about Jesse, it. Jesse, I'll, I'll let you weigh in really quick. But I, four, three or four weeks ago, I wrote an article, a column for um, Shaw Media, after the Jerry Reinsdorf press conference that inspired me to say, thank goodness the Bears aren't run <laughs> anymore like the White Sox. <laughs> 
That's changed in a month. My, my thought on that has changed in a month. I thought those days were gone where the Bears operated like this. Yeah. Our buddy John Greenberg in The Athletic said it right. Uh, the Bears are at DEFCON White Sox level right now. And the, the, the one word, this is like the theme of the summer and the fall here. The word leadership is the word. Like when you don't have it, it's noticeable. When you have it, we kind of just you just take things for granted, right? The, the Cubs seem to have some leadership. You t- just take it for granted. The lack of leadership on the Bears, the lack of leadership on the White Sox, the the Keenan Middleton line, the you know what rolls downhill. It all applies here, and the comparisons seem right. And and you learn so much more through adversity. Even Rick Hahn admitted that when things are going well. You don't really learn the character and the leadership of people. When things go poorly, you do. And I think we're learning something about Eberflus right st- now. I'd still rather be the Bears with Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles. I'm not saying that it's it's a guarantee, but it's better than the 12 hours of hope after Kenny and Rick were fired. And then they just named internally Chris Getz, who had no success in, in in that organization, that's what? that's me. We could talk more about it. Tom Thayer is coming up yeah. next. Want to get get to Thayer? Stand time here. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll talk to Thayer next.